Hi, I'm Carrie. I'm Zach. Together, we're Bigger Life Adventures. We're a husband and wife team. We travel, we're entrepreneurs, and we're trying to live life mindfully, unconventionally, and in a way that makes a difference. We're doing it all sober, and we believe the revolution this world needs is inside each and every one of us. Yeah. All right. Hello. Happy May Day, everyone. May Day. What is May Day? I think it's probably based on old pagan traditions that they don't want us to know about nowadays. Oh, yeah. You would, like, dance around the maypole or something. I remember doing that a couple times as a kid. (laughs) Well, we are, in case the sound quality is bad, it's because we're recording this from the middle of the Grand Canyon. Yeah, we are at Indian Gardens, and we didn't bring our super high-tech sound recorder with us, but we wanted to record something, so we're just using my phone, and I think it'll be fine. And you'll hear lots of beautiful nature sounds around us. Yeah. And possibly sounds of other campers. So we just wanted to do something and talk about the healing power of nature while we were in nature. Yes. I, for one, am super happy that we finally made it down here because I feel like it's been at least eight years of us talking about how we needed to hike the Grand Canyon and then we would always put it off, put it off for later because we thought, you know, like Zach's parents have lived here for about eight years so we thought, well, we'll always have the opportunity to come do it and finally we got our shit together and got our permits this year. Yeah, and it's, it's like, it's more incredible than I imagined it to be. From the top, it just seems like one big hole, but when you're inside of it, you go through all these different, like, ecosystems and different levels, and there's time, like, most of the time you can't even see the top, or it's just like you're in these series of canyons, and sometimes you're on these plateaus, and, like, halfway down that you seems like you're just at the bottom and then you get to another edge and it's like an entire another grand canyon down there <laughs> yeah it's just so incredible and there's so many things living down here like we saw deer and lots of lizards lizards birds lots of squirrels it's it's just incredible all the flowers are blooming right now because it's spring and it's just so green and incredible Yes, we just hiked through an entire field of blooming prickly pear cacti and just all the bright pink flowers. Like some of them just had like 10 flowers on them and there were so many all together with these super long spikes that'll like mess you up if you fall into them. (laughs) We're just hiking through these amazing fields of flowering cacti and it was so surreal. It's like you go to the Grand Canyon and you look over the edge and you feel like it's not even real. It just looks like you're looking at a picture, kind of. And then you finally hike down into it and you realize just how enormous it is. And it feels like down here is like the real world and the people looking over the top are just like fake people, you know? Whereas (laughs) before, when you were looking over the edge, it looked kind of fake. And it does get kind of 
mystical down here almost because you go through these patches where all of the rock is like carved out of quartz crystal and you have like uh what else is down we here saw turquoise. obsidian turquoise these kind of like fool's gold type things and we saw some purple rocks that i don't know right. if it could be amethyst in there or what i don't know what the purple is but yeah so many healing crystals just forming the canyon walls and last night when we were sleeping at our first campsite it was right near a creek so we were like between the creek and the colorado river and normally i'm not very good at sleeping on the ground i'm really uncomfortable and i just toss and turn but for some reason last night after all the hiking and then that gave me some reiki energy healing right before bed and i was just listening to the creek and listening to the wind and i just felt so at peace it was like a really mystical peaceful serene feeling and i slept really well for a while so yeah the healing powers of nature. Well, we came down here right after our Joshua Tree retreat. We had just been leading 20 people for a few day retreat and it was really exhausting. And I, we came here like the literally day after it was over, a day after we got back to our, where we store our stuff. And we were just thinking, how can we do this right now? This is so hard. And like it's literally at 12 miles down to the bottom and 12 miles back up and we have no energy. <laughs> and then we just kind of forced ourselves to do it through some stuff in a bag. Luckily we had a lot of food left over, but after probably half an hour of hiking, we just felt completely healed. Yeah. I felt so much better after we finally got started and the temperature warmed up a little bit, but we had perfect weather for hiking down yesterday, so we were really lucky there. And by the time we actually felt our legs starting to get pretty tired and started to feel like, oh, are we ever going to get there? Like, this is a long day. I think we were both we both kind of got to that point at the same time and then a few minutes later all of a sudden out of nowhere there's the river <laughs> the mighty colorado just when we needed it it really popped up right when i was feeling like i was about to hit a brick wall right when i needed it and then once you see the river you know you're pretty close to the finish so well, I mean, the river kind of was, like, the big finish to me. Mm -hmm. Just, like, so many years of, you know, watching the IMAX movie and looking over the edge of the canyon. And, you know, the most I had ever hiked down was, like, one mile. And so seeing the river and being there in person was, like, whoa, we did it. We did it. And... I mean, I just you see a lot of different types of people hiking down here. Yeah, that's been and... a, a cool part about it is that I feel like we've seen a lot of people who don't necessarily look like the stereotypical, like, big, you know, super fit hiker, and they're doing fine. They're doing it. I think this, our culture right now, like, how people, they might see the the Grand Canyon and see on Instagram like some 20 year old girl in her yoga pants hiking and on Instagram 
and then they think like oh she's super fit like I probably can't do that mm -hmm. but really like anybody can do it and just because maybe some of your idols on Instagram are a lot fitter than you or whatever that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it or you sh like they're better than you or something yeah I think that's a barrier for people and also just like not knowing how to start not knowing what to do in order to like prepare for a longer hike right is also a barrier for people but i mean how did we start hiking i don't i think you got me started hiking you got me started hiking <laughs> what came first the chicken or the egg um i think we just lived here so the first yeah. time we lived in arizona we realized that it was both of our first time like living in a real living in a more wild like mountainous place and well I mean I had lived in Tanzania and I hiked a little bit there but not a lot and anyway we were here together and we needed hobbies because we didn't know anyone <laughs> and we realized we should probably start going hiking so I think we just started with short day hikes I didn't think of it like I've never not wasn't really a hiker I've kind of thought of myself as a hiker even though I didn't <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I I just don't remember starting. Yeah, because we were drinking a lot at the time. We wanted to always take, like, Summit beers or, like, drink afterwards. On but the way to the Summit. We just started with, like, doing shorter day hikes in Sedona and around Williams and around this area. And then I think the first big one we did was Humphreys Peak. Oh, yeah. And that was really hard. Humphreys is the highest mountain in Arizona. It's maybe, I think it's 11,500 feet. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's a pretty hard hike. I think it's like maybe nine miles or something. Yeah, it was challenging. It was really hard at the time because we weren't in that great of shape. We definitely drank a lot of beers afterwards. Yeah. But I think nowadays we'd kill that hike. Oh yeah, I plan on doing it again soon. Yeah, as, and as soon as the snow on top melts. Soon, notes. maybe a month or two. Yeah. So, I mean... Well, we just want you to, like, if you think you can't hike or you're not in the shape to hike, or hiking is intimidating for you, it doesn't have to be. Just start small. Yeah, go to, like, you find the, a park that's near you. Maybe it's just a pond to walk around, or maybe it's just a, like in your own yard or something. I feel like the best way to start small for some people could be to just choose being outside instead of exercising in a gym mm -hmm. or like in their basement with their treadmill. Like, I think we're suffering so much as a society because most of us don't get outdoors enough and we just don't even experience the healing power of nature, whether that be by just, you know, having breakfast in the sunshine or walking our dog or hiking the Grand Canyon. Like there are many different ways to do it, but a lot of us just go from house, which is a box, to our car, which is a box, to work, which is a box, to maybe the gym, which is still a box. <laughs> And maybe you're like watching television a lot in all of these places or listening to the radio and just being like inundated with all this marketing and media and stuff. And you really need to get outside in order to escape that and like return to your own kind of homeostasis and like check in with your own self and your thoughts. 
So if, if nature seems intimidating, it means that you have lost your connection with nature. Because we are nature. But we are nature, and nature will speak to you if you just turn everything else off. Right. So I think that one of like the big moments for me when I fell in love with hiking is the first like sober hike hiking trip I went on with my friend and it was like my first backpacking trip overnight that was not with like a guide like we had done the Inca Trail in Peru but you know the guides lead you and people carry your tent and stuff so this was my first time carrying all my own stuff in my backpack and having to navigate and find our way ourselves and spending a couple nights out in the wilderness and I was about like 10 weeks sober at the time and I just remember it being challenging but the challenge was so good for me because it forced me to be mindful and it forced me to like just be in the moment with nature and with you know this step and then the next step and then the next step and you just take it one step at a time and you slow down your thoughts so well just by like making it a walking meditation does that make sense to me yeah yes <laughs> i mean it totally makes sense I was just sitting here and just absorbing while you speak. Mm -hmm. this, this energy here is really powerful. Yeah. It is so alive. I just think it it doesn't like it if you haven't tried it, go try it and it won't take much time spent in nature for you to realize that spending time in nature moving your body is such a more powerful experience than spending time like at crossfit or on a treadmill or something and just do baby steps like we we're saying like don't if if you're sitting at home and haven't hiked before and you're hearing us talk about hiking in the grand canyon and you think that's intimidating and like it should be <laughs> yeah. like you don't but, go from couch potato to Grand Canyon in one week. But maybe you could do that in a year. Or maybe like you set goals, like maybe once a week I'm gonna go, uh, like at first you're like, I'm gonna go for a walk every day. And then then you you say, maybe I'm gonna do, once a week I'm gonna do uh, a, like maybe a mile or mm -hmm. something, or something longer. But every week you build up and build up. Then you can set bigger goals, like maybe you're gonna climb a, a small mountain or a hill and it's in your neighborhood. Maybe it's only like a mile or two miles, but it's like a little more with some elevation gain. Mm -hmm. And you're just uh, like, and maybe by after a couple of months, you're gonna see like going in the Grand Canyon and thinking that doesn't look as far away as it used to. Right. And I think just focusing on how it makes you feel every step of the way is a good thing to remember like try not to you know think about how you're so far away from whatever your goal is try to just think about what you're doing that at that moment and like you know if you're focusing on 
just one step at a time, every moment, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? What are you smelling? You know, how does your body feel in that moment? That's all that you really have. So doing that can carry you through like a whole long hike or long run or whatever you're doing. It's pretty soon you start to get in this flow and instead of like you're going out into nature, you're just a part of nature. Like you are nature, nature is you. And it just starts to take care of you. Why is nature so healing? Can you tell us like some of your sciencey reasons behind it that you're better at remembering than I am? Oh, there's so many reasons. Um, I think it's just because there's so much life around you is one reason. It's very good to um, hang out with different types of consciousness. From a medical, metaphysical standpoint, um, or if you think about it, like, um, like if you think about us being as like third dimensional beings, uh, hanging out in nature, you're hanging out with a lot of second dimensional beings, and like you're the second dimensional beings are raising your vibration and you're in t they're in turn learning from you. So that's like the animals? Yeah, the animals, like things that are just on a lower plane. But how are the they plants and raising animals. your vibration? Well, they have a stronger like hive mind consciousness. So they're more connected to like oneness? They're more connected with oneness and source. Okay. And maybe we've lost that connection because of how our society works. So, just by being around it, it like draws us nearer. What about like other dimensional beings? Are there like fourth and fifth dimensional beings out in nature? Right. I mean, a lot of us are moving into like a fourth dimensional point. Okay. And uh, fifth dimensional beings would be something that like be more like a spirit being ah okay well i definitely connect more with like the spirits and my guides when i'm out in nature right also can you talk about the sun how like we need a certain amount of vitamin d from the sun every day right so you technically when you go outside you do want to wear sunscreen but maybe don't put on sunscreen at first because sunscreen blocks a lot of your vitamin D intake. So you wanna spend, preferably you wanna get 10, 15 minutes of sunlight every day without sunscreen. And you you want that to be over a good chunk of your back and arms. Mm -hmm. Like as much of your skin as possible. So go run intaking. around outside naked. Yeah, I mean, that's the best option. <laughs> if you can't do that, like, take your shirt off or something like at least like wear a short sleeve shirt and mm -hmm. some shorts so you can get some sun on your legs as much as of your skin as possible just to get vitamin d and you, you just vitamin d is really important for just balancing your mood that's why you get a lot of depression in the winter time when there's less sunlight and a lot of people are really depressed in big cities i think like, I heard this study recently that said that the average child 
growing up in London spends less than 15 minutes per day outside nowadays. Mm. It's because you're going from box to box to box. That's just horrible to me. Mm. Like, I grew up in the suburbs, and I think I spent probably at least three hours a day outside just from walking to school, recess, playing outside after school, you know, and three hours doesn't even seem like that much, but 15 right. minutes is not enough at all. Well, I mean, even in that 15 minutes, they're not hanging out in nature. They're just out in the concrete jungle. Right. And really, you don't need that much time outside every day. If you go into the forest somewhere, you sit on a bench, just somewhere where there's trees, something growing for 15, 20 minutes, that will give you stronger psychological boosting effects than taking Prozac. Yeah, I bet. And at least it will be, you know, more, that's like a more sustainable thing to do also. Like, right. if from what I know, not that we are medical experts, but taking Prozac, you will probably gradually have to ramp up your dose throughout your life if you continue wanting it to work. But going outside, you could just go outside every day and see how that works. Right. Less side effects. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that Prozac is good and necessary for some people. Yes. I think it's way overprescribed in our world because we have a, just a general, like, lack of connection mm -hmm. with other beings. We're, like, very isolated in our own heads. Like, we're isolating ourselves away from other humans. We're isolating ourselves from nature and it's not good for our psyche in general. Right. I also want to talk a little bit about the fitness culture of our society because I feel like it was an interesting experience for us recently when we did that 24-hour fitness free trial week when we were doing van life and using it as a place to shower because that was the first time I've been inside like a big box chain gym in several years and it was so depressing. Honestly, it reminded me of that episode of Black Mirror where they're yes. just pedaling and then like, there's the adverts, the, the shows playing, the same shows that they watch every day and they're like really annoying and yeah. some people are really into it and some people are just look like they want to die. Right. Well, so I'm not saying that it's that you should never go to a gym. Like I think it can be a good part of like a well-rounded fitness routine. And I have had times in my life where I have had a gym membership and gone there more frequently, but I'm definitely way happier now that I'm prioritizing like hiking and running and my yoga practice, which all of those things I try to do outside as much as possible than I than I was when I was just like going to the gym every day. And I feel like you can just notice it by listening, tuning into your body when you go into a place like that. To me, I, I'm an empath and I'm very sensitive to vibes, but I don't even think you have to be extra sensitive to notice it at those places. <laughs> But when I go into like a 24 hour fitness or your average gym, the vibe is like 
competition and like ugh, like toxic masculinity and testosterone and like competition even between women of like you know who can have the best like model-esque body and there's like all the tvs playing like all this stupid nonsense that doesn't add value to your life and yeah i just and the lighting the like fluorescent lighting is just gross and unnatural and yeah so i don't i'm not saying that like you should never lift weights or do hit training or do stuff like that i'm just saying maybe do it less and get outside more like if you can get some dumbbells and put them in your backyard like go do that right get so much more out of that right at least you're not going to be consuming advertisement while you're there right and i understand because i have definitely gone through phases of my life where I have an, uh, where I have had a very unhealthy mentality about exercise and I've just been doing it to burn calories and I just want to like get on the elliptical and zone out with a TV show and burn 600 calories and be done with it. And so yes, I get it. I've been there, done that, but Let's please, 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 just let's try to step away from that. We are growing, we are evolving, we are raising our vibration, and we can do that so much faster if we just spend more time in nature and go on these hiking adventures, which also help support our public lands and our national parks and help conserve them by showing our government that we value them. That might have been a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> You know what I mean, I mean, I just think when, when you go to the gym, you're in a, the gym's not going to let you get into a relaxed, meditative state of mind while you're exercising. True. It's like you're going to be mostly in like an alpha brainwave, like a semi-stressed type of brainwave, mm -hmm. where when you're in nature hanging out with plants, you're going to get into like, maybe into a theta or delta waves. Right. If you do it right. Yeah, totally. So, I think that your exercise is going to have a lot more value if you're in a, not in a fight or flight type of brainwave. Well, if you're, if you're... physically, it is good for you to raise your heart rate and sweat and get into that high aerobic zone sometimes. But you can have a, a raised heart rate without having a raised... Oh, can you? I'm just not. I don't know as much. Well, about I mean, this if stuff. you if you just think about it, I'm trying to give you an example. Mm -hmm. Like, are you are you? Say you're running, and you're running a long distance. Are you are you stressed while you're running? No. Like, what are you thinking about? I'm usually like trying to stay in the moment and enjoy my surroundings but like then part of my brain will also be paying attention to like my pace how am I doing you know mm -hmm. it's like I have goals when I'm running but I also try to just stay in the moment so you're probably in a beta range mm -hmm. which is 
you know, or low beta. Right. Which is pretty good. Yeah. I think if, like, when I'm at the gym, I'm, like, not in a beta range. I'm stressed. Yeah, I think a lot of people are, and I also think a lot of people just are going through the motions when they go to the gym, and it's, like, your workout never changes. You just do the same thing. You just fall into a routine, and it just makes your life go by faster if you do the same things every day rather than giving yourself new experiences. And for me, when I go to a gym or like a workout class or something like that nowadays, which I still do sometimes, I choose things that are like geared towards helping me accomplish my outside goals. So I do go to this crazy workout at the climbing gym that I go to sometimes. And it's awesome because it makes me a better climber. And then I go climb better outside. And then I go to yoga, which is inside, but my yoga studio has like these huge windows with beautiful light and it's a very airy environment and it just has to be inside because it's Flagstaff and it gets cold in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nature is medicine, strong medicine. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, just change it up. Don't do the same thing all the time. Like, if you're just ticking off a box in your life by going to the gym and doing your 45 minutes on the elliptical every day, like, think about how much better those 45 minutes could be if you were, like, outside in nature. What's, I mean, I don't know. We could do a whole episode about just this running so you can go eat more so you know it's like it's like consuming culture yeah well i think Consumerism. we will do a whole episode on that sometime i want, definitely want to talk about like diet culture and and like the eating disorder epidemic and all that stuff yeah sometime it's just advertising and trying to be like everybody else because that's what makes money right so but what do we have coming what, up what else do we have to say about the benefits of being in nature we talked about vitamin d meditation brainwave states hanging out with different types well, of beings. obviously it makes you super fit as well yeah. like well, let's go there to that superficial level i mean for look a at minute. us <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean i'm pretty dang proud that we have Climbed Mount Whitney and now hiked the Grand Canyon, knock on wood, almost done, and done all these amazing hikes and have a lot of big hiking goals for this year. And it makes my body feel super strong and good and healthy, and I love it. Yeah, I mean, it sticks with you too. Like, you don't have to hike every day to get the benefits of it. I'm not an everyday exercise type of person, but I still feel strong when I go on hikes like this. Right, because we go often enough that it like stays with you. Yeah. It does, it does like just knowing that you can do something long distance. I, I see so many people on the internet, they, they're doing like these prepping type things for if like the world falls apart, 
they get all this food together. They get all their doomsday preppers. Yeah, there's tons of them. (laughs) I like I like looking at their like on Reddit and stuff because (laughs) you know it's just like they have really good advice for just like life. Okay. Because like if you're going on backpacking trips, they have like good. They know about the good gear and stuff. Mostly that's why I'm looking at it. Okay. But I I would say that. Nine out of ten of these people that are on Reddit talking about these scenarios are just sitting at home playing with their guns and eating potato chips. Like, these people (laughs) are overweight, and if anything were to go wrong, like, they're going to die because they can't walk a mile. Like, you are not going to survive the zombie apocalypse. Just because you have ten years worth of food in your basement, (laughs) like, you can't walk a mile. You're going to (laughs) die. Yeah. So, you know, if if that's the type of person you are, the most important thing you can do, maybe just go on a hike instead of, like, buying 50 pounds beans, dehydrated (laughs) beef, whatever. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, so I think we've got a good list here going of why you should get into hiking. It's vitamin D. It's good for your soul. It raises your vibration. zombie apocalypse. It's meditative. It makes you fitter. And zombie apocalypse. (laughs) True. Very true. Okay, what do we have coming up? Um, We have in June, we have our Soul Shine Summer Solstice retreat it's going to be at big bear it's all about healing we're not going to be like running around doing all these crazy activities we're going to be like mostly at the house like meditation focused bringing inwards lots of sharing healing and just like recovering at its best and we're also going to do some hiking meditation and yoga so we won't like be going too far away from the house but we're going to do yoga in the woods like near the house where we're staying at so we'll be able to do hiking meditation to get there and then yoga out in nature and our house also has an awesome back porch with a hot tub on it so we can hang out outside and get in the hot tub and stargaze and so it's out of house but it's just going to be this beautiful mountain wooded landscape and it's going to be very natural and very beautiful right i'm going to make all pitta balancing food for summer so the menu is going to be mostly raw and delicious super nutritious like it's going to be healing but also good for balancing out your uh, summer energy yeah very like vitamin rich but soothing and cooling and good for the digestive system. So hopefully I'll come out with the menu this week. Um, besides that, uh, we have some workshops coming up in California. Yes. At an Oceanside. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, and those are all $5 cheaper if you sign up in advance. On so our website, go to our website, biggerlifeadventures.com. And we're also uh, planning a cacao ceremony uh, in the Grand Canyon area for the 18th of may my birthday and so that's the full moon it's also carrie's birthday it's going to be a cacao ceremony with breath work and what uh it's uh, it's bonfire maybe yeah bonfire maybe some sound healing maybe some food we'll see we'll see what all how big yeah. we decide to go we're gonna post that on our website here soon yes and then uh in august we also are gonna have a retreat in northern arizona and you can find more 
information on that on our website also. But always you can find us at biggerlifeadventures.com or at biggerlifeadventures and all the social media platforms. Yeah, the Arizona retreat, if you like what we've had to say about hiking and you want to get more into it, then that one is really perfect for you. We're going to take at least two outings to go on some epic hikes and they will be suitable for all levels so there will be different options for how far you want to go depending on your fitness level um, but we'll definitely get you at least a little ways into the Grand Canyon and then we'll go somewhere else that's equally awesome and northern Arizona in August is not too hot it's up on the plateau we're at elevation it's more like Colorado weather so don't worry about like sweating your ass off it's gonna be gorgeous yeah, and this it's going to be like a little bit longer retreat. August 8th to 12th. August 8th to 12th, and um, yeah, it'll be very affordable. Like, they'll be camping with some, maybe some uh, glamping options, you know, some yurts. Yep. So check that out on our website. Follow us on Instagram and share this podcast if you think that you have other people in your life who would benefit from this. Right. And uh, if you like the podcast, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, five stars. Or SoundCloud. I think can that you helps leave us reviews also. on SoundCloud? You can, I think. Just click like or We're follow still whatever. We're figuring out how this whole podcast If, if there's works. a button, just click on it and yeah. we'll appreciate it. We'll send you positive vibes. We gotta it. go and i think eat some more food because hiking makes you hungry oh man i've been eating a whole time i never stop eating <laughs> i think we have enough snacks to get us out tomorrow <laughs> it might be close All anyhow right. thanks for listening bye guys bye bye namaste peace